0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com.
1: I'm not one of those folks that complains about Hobbs and I hate it, but I'm here. You know, I'm stuck. No, you can always go somewhere else if you hate it, you know. I hope you stay in Hobbs, but you know, especially if God called you here, God can do great things in the desert. He did great things for the children of Israel in the desert. Um, much of Israel is desert land. God's doing great things in that country to, the, to this day. So you've got to find your purpose, and your purpose is, your greatest purpose, I'm telling you, is to serve. Many people forget they're, they're stuck over here with a bad attitude and Hobbes. That's why you run into people that are lazy. They're getting paid at their jobs, and they still don't want to serve. You ever met someone like that? They're getting paid, and they still don't want to do their job store here in town I won't call it by name but someone told me this and I've had similar similar situations there one day they said man I needed help over there so I went and they ran in. Th- I, I forget the details of what happened or what they were into at this store and someone said uh they, they called for help no one would come finally they asked someone say hey, could you help me they said that's not my department What, sucker? Your, your department is to serve. You're getting paid. Some people, I'm telling you, it's hard to get people to serve, man, and volunteer, but man, imagine they're getting paid and they still don't want to serve. I've seen that. They're sitting down. Talked to you guys about this a couple weeks ago. A dear friend of mine, he's gone on to be with the Lord. He told me one time we were at a place, we asked someone for help, they were ignoring us. He said, they don't want to be bothered. Sorry to bother you at work, man, with work related questions, right? You say, it's just poor customer service. Yes, it's management. Yes, it's training. But people as a whole, you say, what? What is the issue? They don't want to serve. There's different factors. There's excuses. There's reasons. They're lazy. They haven't been trained. But I'm going to tell you right now, you were born to serve. You were born to serve. I have a unique job because serving is built into my job, but I served before I ever had this job. People say, no, your job is pastoring. That, no, my job is people. And where people I- are involved, you serve. Somebody say, where people are, people are involved. Good, this is important. Say, you serve. Now say, say this now. Say, where people are involved, people are involved. say, I serve. I serve. Say it again. Say, where people are involved, people are involved. I, serve. I serve. We're all called to serve. And you can't forget that. You can never forget that you have been called to serve. A lot of people don't serve for a lot of reasons. Maybe we'll get into it more next week, but they're lazy or they don't know or they're ignorant. Or they don't realize the blessing there is in serving. But let's get into our first point today. And this should, this should cancel out all the naysayers and people who say, No, I don't have to serve. I don't know. What does that say? Hmm. Jesus served. You want to get real hood with it, real street with it? Say, we know we're not better than Jesus. You know, folks in the street say, what, you think you're better than me? (laughs) I don't know why that's a common theme. Uh, No, but, you know, you need to get right with God and stop saying that. But do we think we're better than Jesus? Because he served. So my question for you this morning is, and it's going to be a direct, I'm not going to candy coat it come out with a powder puff i want to put on boxing gloves and hit you but you're going to heal scripture says faithful are the wounds of a friend my question is if jesus served and you're a believer why don't you do you hear me on the live stream today do you hear me on soundcloud if jesus served why don't you some people think i'm doing god a favor by going to church i give donations god doesn't need donations you need the blessing Oh, man, I gave a little bit of time. Hey, and that's fine. Everybody's lives are different. I'm not getting in your business about that. Some people's lives are so busy that the bulk of their serving is by giving, maybe out of their money, maybe out of they make clothes for people or whatever. But you can serve, and serving is not limited to one type of giving. Are you with me? Serving's not just limited to I'm going to tithe and I'm going to give offerings or I'm going to bless them with $50. I'm done for the year. I gave a Christmas gift. I served. Because that, that feels like paying off God to me. Got me and God. And people have told me this over the years me and God have an understanding. No, you have a misunderstanding. I've, I'm tired of hearing that my whole life. Me and God have an understanding. I, and I've had people come, nobody in here, and nobody at the sound of my voice, I'm sure, on the live stream or SoundCloud or whatever. But I've had some people honestly walk up to me. At least they're being honest. I appreciate this. Walk up to me, see me Easter, and go see you next Easter, Pastor. Maybe, I mean, we may, you you might, we will. I mean, I'll be here. I don't know. Can you imagine? One guy told me recently, he sa- I, I said, What what did you what's your background? What did you grow up? He said, I grew up as a Easter and Christmas Baptist. Y'all got it, huh? He went to church as a Baptist eastern christmas but you run you bump into them some of these people not necessarily this guy that told me a story but i've bumped into people who are denominational believers they say i'm a presbyterian i'm a baptist i'm a catholic they are that many times before they are even saved say oh no i'm i'm a methodist but i'm like are you saved though say i'm a baptist no but do you have a relationship with jesus do you serve him say i'm i'm a lutheran okay but are you saved one of my uncles asked me years ago, this is interesting, this is a little off the subject here, but it's all for free. I'm not going to charge you extra today. Anything extra, you just use it, all right? It's all, it's all part, of, part of it. My uncle years ago said, he asked me, he said, do you have a relationship with Jesus? And I said, yes. And I went on to tell him that I was pastoring more and this and that, and he said, I didn't ask you that. He said, do you really serve God from your heart? And he had a right to ask me that. He's my elder. He's one of my uncles. He's a man of God who served for years. And man, it really made me think about it. And I went, yes, sir, I do serve God. And I don't just serve to serve or because I'm paid. I served long before I was paid. I was here when nobody else was here. Pastor, he was here years ago when nobody else was here. He came to town and took a job at a church just down the street from here. Guess how much dad was paid? Family of five, they got $200 a week. In 1986, he said, man, some of your kids are going, that's a lot of money. Not when you have to feed mouths and buy, give lunch money and milk money and put gas in the car. And dad, wa- dad and mom were always blessed. They always had enough. But, you know, dad would gamble with his gas tank all the time. Maybe y'all are that way. Kind of traumatized me a little bit. Growing up on Southside. And Dad always had money in his pocket. But he'd go, hey, Matthew. He'd go, look over here to the right. We'd be coming to that stop sign on Harden and, and Turner on Southside. Y'all know where that is? Dad said, look to the right. I'm running out of gas. I got to coast. He'd coast into the Allsops. But he always, it was never like we went to the Allsops. We're like, we need money. now." Dad would pull a wad of cash out and go, here, put $5 in. I'm like, Dad, five, do- $5 was a lot more closer to $5, you know, 30 years ago. Some of y'all, man, you can put a big chunk in there for five bucks but I watched I grew up watching mom and dad they always had enough because they always served they always served they always served you say well they were pastors yeah but I've seen pastors who don't serve just like I've seen cashiers who don't serve they're barely there they're barely a heartbeat they hired them because they have a heartbeat and even that is erratic their hearts like (laughs) it's doing some hip-hop beat I guess they're not even there You walk up to them and you bother them because you're there. I make eye contact. I look at people. I look at their name tag. I always throw people off. And it's funny how many times people forget. They go, how would you know my name? I go, your name tag. Wow, I'm not a genius. I, I didn't guess. God didn't tell me, but your name tag told me. And I like people to know that I know their name whether they're doing a good job or a bad job. It just always scares them more when I find out their name when they know they've been mistreating me. I'm like, what's your name again? They think I'm going to go tell on them. And I might. I'm not a tattletale, but I'm, I'm, if it's bad enough, I may talk to you and your supervisor. If it's bad enough. I don't do that often, but I like to know their name. Jesus, did you know when he came, he came to serve? So remember, why don't you? Why wouldn't you serve? Think about it. What are your reservations? Today, I'm not condemning you. I want you to really take an inventory and go, why do I not serve? Why do I not serve more? The people have an excuse. People go, they'll go, amen, but then they're like, I'm not serving. They go, I serve. I take care of my kids. Well, good job. Those are your kids, and you do serve, and we'll get into more of that in a minute. You've got to serve at home, dads and moms, kids. You've got to say, man, they forced me at home to do chores. The kids say, well, good. Parents are teaching you to serve. So you say, what are what are my reservations? What's holding me back? What are my excuses? Someone say excuses. Everybody has an excuse, a reason. Taught me growing up, you know, I won't I won't make it too graphic, but opinions are like noses; everyone has one, right? Same way, same with excuses; they're a dime a dozen. I heard preachers growing up; they said, after you get through with ten thousand excuses, the devil will give you ten thousand more. Well, I can't. They hurt me. It's not just right. The pastor's bald-headed. You know, they start on time. I ain't going to a church that starts on time. They worship loud. You know, they, I don't. I don't like the stuff they put on the screens. Man, I don't. I don't. I don't read out of that Bible. I only read King James. People have excuses. You would not believe the excuses. Maybe you would. Maybe you've used some of them. But Jesus served. Let's go to Mark chapter ten, verse forty-two. Look at this. Look at what Jesus did. Say, man. I feel convicted. Convicted is good. You are not condemned today. You are convicted. This is, could be a correction for me as well. W- God has always called us, and you've read the words of Jesus. He was always checking the motives of people's hearts. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those who, what? who are under them. But among you it will be different. This is you, this is me. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave of everyone else. Slave is a bondservant, usually translated in the New Testament. The Greek word is odoulos, bondservant. It's a softer meaning than actual slave, but it's someone who will do whatever they are called upon to do by their master. For even, look at this. For even the Son of Man, Jesus is talking about himself. One of the titles he referred to himself as is the Son of Man. He says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to serve. You know the modern thing of I just want to be rich and be a celebrity? They've made that real popular in the last 50 years in the United States. And celebrity, the vibe of celebrity is, I just want to be pampered. I just want to be served, but I don't want to help anybody. That turns people into rotten citizens, all right? It really does. Let's go to this next verse. This is a different form of this same verse we just read, this same text, but you'll see some different nuances and subtleties here. So Jesus called them together and said, he's calling his disciples together. He said, you know that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, right? And officials flaunt their authority over those who, those under them. But among you, he says it again in a different place, among you it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be the slave or the bond servant of everyone else. That's powerful. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. The places that we go and we remember, you say, man, well, maybe the food was good, yeah. But sometimes the food is good and the service is kind of weird. But that's that's rare, isn't it? Usually when the food is good, the service is good. Usually. Not all the time. But you... you You can probably tell me three places where you say, man, the service there was terrible. I went. They ignored me. I sat there waiting. Nobody cared. They must get just paid to hang out, right? No? You are called to serve, especially if you're paid. You're paid to serve and work and help. Man, I'm telling you, it's a lost art in America is customer service. Because people are lazy. People are entitled. They say, no, I'm, I'm paid, but what time do I get out? What time is this over? Man, I can't wait to get off the clock. My favorite now is people have smartphones at work and you're trying to talk to them and they're busy. You know, what? I, f- I think I may do this next time and it will really violate the privacy. I'm crazy enough to do it. I think I may do it, Adrian. Watch. I'm going to see someone on their smartphone ignoring me. I'm going to walk around and go, what are, you, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Hope they're not looking at anything perverted at work because then i got to repent. Say, man, look, what are you doing at that here at work? I'm gonna, but I'm going to go over there and say, hey, what are you looking at? What are you doing? You don't want to serve. You're so busy, you're just serving yourself. Jesus served. Someone say, Jesus served. <laughs> Scripture at one place says he healed them all. He went to believing places, and he healed everybody. He didn't go, no, What when's break time? We were flying, I'm going to say their name. We were flying with American Airlines a few years ago. What year was that? We were flying with American Airlines 2015. And it had already been a rough day, man. They had canceled a flight out of Lubbock. It was a mess. Adi's already smiling. I don't even know why she's smiling already, but she knows. You can get some airline agents that are angels, and some of them, oh my gosh. So they had already messed us up for the day, and we were trying to get vouchers because we had to stay the night in Dallas. Our first day of our anniversary trip, we weren't going to be on the beach. We'd found a killer deal in Cabo. This was 2015. Killer deal! And there I messed us up, man. We, I mean, it was just a tough day. We we're going to miss our first day of vacation. We're in Dallas, Dallas-Fort Worth, walking out. And I walk up to an agent. And I go, hey, can I talk to you about getting some vouchers to eat? With the, uh, and Because we're going to get put up in a hotel tonight. And you know what the lady told me? She said, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to lunch. I will never forget that. I, I didn't even... You know it's hard to catch me off guard because I have something smart to say about everything. But I think I went like this. What? You know, like the little, what, what are those little things called? The little, little things on um, Despicable Me? What are those, Minions? You know, what? I'm sorry, I'm going to lunch. And I was all, wha- okay. We just kept going. Jen's all, let's just find someone else. I'm all, what else can we do? But if Jesus served, then you as believers are called to serve. Jesus healed the sick, cast out demons. He taught. He gave out food. He had some of the biggest fish fries in history from scratch. He gave out free food. He collected money for the poor, scripture says. He was always serving. Did you know Jesus served so much? He had to go hide out and be alone. He was very balanced he was perfectly balanced so number one somebody say Jesus served someone else say so should I all right you said it now you said it now let's go to point two did you know growth and change are almost impossible without serving I want to get into that why because here's something that is involved in serving there is learning someone say learning okay then there's humility. Someone say humility. Okay, two separate things, right? There's learning, and then there's humility, and then the one in the middle is learning humility. Yeah, I've done some stuff before. Over the years, Dad's asked me to do some stuff. I was like, man, I don't want to do that. Not that I'm above it. I don't know if I was had a lazy streak, but I'm just, you know how it is. Sometimes you're like, I just don't want to do that. I just don't want to do that. I believe with all my heart there is something for everyone to do at church or else God is a liar. He says, come into my kingdom and serve me. That means there's always going to be things you can do. You say, man, I don't want to do that. Well, it's not my calling. Well, no, you are called to serve, though. Not everybody's going to help in children's church. Not everybody's going to help with sound or video. Not everybody's going to grab a mic and preach. I know that. I know that. But some of y'all have gifts that I will never be able to touch. Some of y'all can make... Food and salsa that I man, it's so good. I could drink it. That's what my wife said. She goes, That salsa is so good, I just I could just drink it. That's one of your gifts. That's how you serve. You can make stuff, man. Some people can crochet. Does anyone in here that's gotta be a lost art? Does anyone in here crochet? Anyone? Not not on the south side. Y'all don't crochet. Okay. Maybe there's somebody. <laughs> Y'all don't, cro- my grandma used to crochet. Y'all are like, no, nah, I don't crochet, man. You're like, I collect stickers, though. I had a sticker collection when I was a kid for a little while. You have gifts. You have things you can do that I can't do. Some people are better talkers than others. Some are just very warm and inviting and welcoming and have a beautiful smile. Then there's those. I've met people like this. You say, man, they may not be above average and everything, but boy, they're serving in everything and so it takes them to an above average level what they lack in these areas they make up for it in serving i've seen that barnabas in the new testament the book of acts was promoted because he had a servant heart barnabas look into it he was an encourager he was there and pretty soon he was traveling with paul one of the biggest names in christian history and now barnabas is also one of those famous names Son of encouragement. He would encourage people. He was available. He was always serving and giving and helping, and pretty soon he was promoted to missionary work. Growth and change are almost impossible without serving. You want to get better character? Start serving. It'll work on you. Serving will work on you. (coughs) Serving messes with you. Someone say serving messes with you. It does, because it's not always perfect. You show up to serve, and the people you're supposed to help with, sometimes they're late. You're like, oh, man, what happened? Or they didn't show up. And people find a reason. I'm not serving anymore. No, you've got to find a way to serve. You've been called to serve. It it works on your character. Say, man, how do I become great in God's kingdom? How can I really make an impact in God's kingdom? Learn to serve. Let's go to Mark 935. Another subtle nuance here. Mark 935. Look at this one. He called the 12 disciples over to him and said, whoever wants to be first must take, I like this, must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. There's a guy here in town, and he works at a local Mexican restaurant. And I'm telling you, he is so good at serving that I think he should be in a five-star. He doesn't speak much English, but man, he's classy. He makes sure his shirt is nice. He wears a white shirt and black pants every time he serves. And every time he serves, it's like he wants to be there. It even makes him more handsome. Really. It makes him more attractive to people. I've seen folks say, man, you know, he's, I've heard, I've heard even ladies talk, say he's kind of nice looking. I'm like, yeah, he's not a bad looking guy, but he's there. He's kind, he's charming, and he's serving. He wants to be there. Imagine that. I've had some people sit us down, and 30 minutes later, they haven't brought the water yet and nobody in the restaurant like they must have gotten some stuff liked on facebook or something they got they got busy they don't want to be bothered no y- growth and change are almost impossible without serving parents let me mess with you for a minute parents let me mess with you you can say oh pastor matt you don't have any kids yet yeah but i'm a spiritual father and i had great great biological parents in so many ways and they taught me how to serve we didn't always want to serve Hey, go do this. Go. Man, now it's second nature for me to throw out the trash. Men at home, if you're having a, to get hustled and moved and cajoled and, and coaxed, and you're gonna get your allowance taken away because you're not taking come on, man. Was I talking about teenagers or men? Oh, my bad. <laughs> One guy used to go to church here. My bag. Come on, my bag? Yeah, my bag. Okay. My bad. You say, well, I'm, i I got to teach my kids to serve. Yes, you do. you got to teach them to serve. If not, you're turning loo- loose a bunch of lazy people into an unsuspecting society. That's why they don't want to help it work. Now the new thing is, and I'm going to mess with some of you, I can speak about Hispanics. My last name is Senna. I'm mixed Hispanic. I speak fluent Spanish. I'm one of the translators here at the church. I substitute the Spanish service sometimes. I'm going to tell you about Hispanics. They think their kids, doing their kids a favor when they don't make them work at home. You say, just boys? No, now it's boys and girls. Say, no, mija, we don't want you to work. I have to work hard. I don't want you to, what? Remember one of my uncles one time, I guess he was just jerking my grandpa's chain. He goes, I don't really like work. We were at the table. I went, My grandpa goes, what would you say, boy? That's almost like cussing at the table. It was almost like saying God's name in vain. He said, what do you mean you don't like to work? We work here. Grandpa said, oh, yes, sir, we work here. Scripture says God blesses those who work. And you look in Scripture, God blesses those who give. Giving isn't just money. Luke 638 says, give and you shall receive. Giving is good work sometimes. You do things beyond just giving money. You give time. So parents, listen, teach your kids to serve or they won't be blessed like they should one day. Teach your kids to serve or they won't be blessed like they should one day. Mark my words. Ladies, you don't want to marry a prince. I mean, you want to marry a king, yes, but you don't want to marry an entitled prince. Say, I can't help you. I'm playing video games. What? What? I can feel God's spirit coming on me and the anointing of Fabian San. I say, what? I will break those video games. <laughs> There's a time and place for everything. You can play video games if they're clean. You can play them sometimes. Even, to me, even as an adult, that, that doesn't offend me. You say, that, that's guys, some guy's thing. I like video games. I took the little NES on our trip. I played it a few times. It was fun. But I don't sit around playing. My wife like, throw out the trash. Help with the dogs. The, can you clean up? Can we do it? No, I'm busy got to get to the next stage girls don't want to marry a little entitled spoiled brat prince you know what happens a lot of the time these boys they marry a woman and then the mom's still his big big mama and she's spoiling him and baby him all through his marriage and this guy's listening to his mom and not his wife ignoring his wife i've seen that that's embarrassing if i offended somebody today then you can repent You thought I was going to say sorry, huh? I'm not sorry. I'd say it again. And now your turn, ladies. Now your turn, ladies. The little spoiled brat boy. Yeah, but sometimes he marries a little spoiled brat girl because he married a princess. And all they do is eat out, and the house is dirty, and nobody's ever home. You say, Are you putting that all on the woman? Oh, no, my dad raised us, we clean. I carry my share of the load at the house. I can guarantee you my brother does too. My sister does too in her marriage. We work. My wife carries her share of the load. And I'm not one of those, oh, women just need to be at home. No, women can do incredible things. Women are multitaskers. Many of them work at home, and then they go and work a job and take care of kids. I don't know how they do it. And some say, it always throws me off when women go, no, I don't really work. I I, I, I stay at home, and I take care of kids. I'm like, you don't work? It just happens at the house. No, you work. You're managing a household. You're a homemaker. That's great. But everybody's got to work and serve. And people don't need to be surprised. They marry someone and go, man, he don't even pick up his underwear ever. It happens. I'm a pastor, and I've had people over the years say, man, I married my husband. He didn't even pick up his underwear. I'm like, I wish you wouldn't have told me that. I'm going to have to beat him up now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I, 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 really, I'm like, I wish you wouldn't have told me, man. I, I feel embarrassed for him now. I say, he won't, you don't carry his share of the load. He don't help with nothing. Growing up, it wasn't one of those things at our house of, hey, the women work inside, the men work outside. No, it was, it was equal rights. It was, it, we were all equals. Dad said, hey, y'all are going to come help me with the lawn, and then you're going to run. I hated when he said that. You're going to run the vacuum. And you know what Dad would do? He would psych me out. Maybe he did this to y'all. He'd go, hey, go in there and vacuum the living room. I'd vacuum it real fast and put it up. And he'd go, all right, now go vacuum your room. I was like, Dad, am I supposed to vacuum the whole house? He'd tell me one room at a time. <laughs> I, was I said, man, he's getting over on me. <laughs> he's tricking me. But let me add to that. That sounds funny. God uses the human edge when you serve. I didn't agree with the way dad did everything growing up, but I agreed with the morality, the principles, the truth, the love, the discipline. Now I look back and go, man, they did such a fine job. When I was a teenager, I thought I knew everything. I knew nothing. Now I go to dad for advice. If mom was still here, I'd be asking her advice. I'm in my 40s. I still talk to dad. There's things now that, that deal with this ministry, and dad goes, no, whatever you think, you do it. But there's other things I go, and I go, I don't really know how to do this. And me and Jen will go to dad, and we talk to him about it. I get wisdom. I've learned to serve from my parents. They did not turn us loose into an unsuspecting world, a bunch of lazy princes and princesses. I need everything done for me. I can't do anything. And there's a lot of stuff I can't do. But I've changed oil once or twice just to learn how it was done. And I said, okay, that's crazy. I'm saving $5. I'll pay the extra 5 to have someone else do that. Just one of those things. I'm like, that's crazy. Okay, I respect it. I I respect those I'm paying the money for now to get it done, to get the oil change done. I can't do lots of stuff, but there are things I can do. And I don't have it all together, and it's not just right all the time. But my goal is to honor God and to honor my wife and to honor my authority and to honor those around me. Scripture says give respect unto everyone. Did you know you're treating people with respect when you serve? You're treating God with respect when you're serving. Parents, don't let your kids struggle through life because you didn't teach them how to serve. Say, I don't want them to work as hard as me. Why not? Make it a little smoother. Make it a little better. Make it a little, give them a little more love than maybe you got when you were serving or being raised by your parents. But you don't take work away from your kids. You're not giving them a blessing. Uh-uh. Not, you're, not, you're not giving them any special treatment. You say, no, my kids don't have to work. No. I've seen folks make money, make lots of money, come from Mexico, man, make money. And then their, their kids are like, no, I just want to, I don't want them to have it as hard as me. I'm going to just give them, give them all the money. I knew a guy years ago, man, he became a millionaire, came from Mexico. But then his kids were just receiving money from him all the time. They, they, they weren't even learning how to work. That's not good. I know the guy's, his intentions were good. But you got to teach kids to serve. You got to teach kids to serve. Number three today. Someone say number three. Someone go like this. I'm just kidding. Say, man, glad you're off that point, Pastor Matt. Serving is loving. Someone say serving is loving. Uh Uh-huh. You're loving God. You're showing your love for God and others when you serve. Serving in some positive way is always serving God. Y'all know I serve rocks on the street corner, no, mm Doing illegal ghetto stuff, that's not serving God, Mm-mm. You're serving in some positive way, you're, you're, you're available for a child, you're a father or mother figure to a child, you're good to your kids, you're serving in different ways. There's so many ways you can serve. And did you know faith works through love? Faith without works is dead. It's zero. See, I have faith, but I'm not going to do anything for God. I have faith, but I serve him by giving my tithes and going to church once a year. No, that's not serving God, is it? God did not call you to be a part-time believer. Are you with me? God did not call you to be a part-time believer. He he didn't. He didn't. I know I'm stepping on some toes today. You can go home and put some. What what do y'all put on your toes when they hurt? Mentolato or something? Mentholatum? No, not that's not for toes. Ben Gay, maybe. That stuff smells pretty good. Some are like, ugh, Bengay stinks. Smell like peppermint or something? I don't know. Say, man, you stepped on my toes this morning, pastor. I want to tell you the truth in love. Why? Because many times, many times, we miss a large part of God's plan for our lives just because we didn't serve him in the details and the little things. You thought it was a little thing, but it wasn't that big of a. You thought it was a little thing, but it was a bigger deal to God than you thought say i'm not gonna be nice to him he don't matter no treat everyone kindly serve serving 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 and i want to tell you something serving is an expression of love remember we talked about love languages two weeks ago serving is an expression of love my wife really likes acts of service so there's certain things i like to do to bless her but i like serving here you say man Well, no, it's because, Pastor Matt, it's because you've been here a pastor a while. It's your job. No, I serve because I want to, and I like it. And you know the stuff that has irritated me over the years? Things I didn't like doing? I learned to like it. So that's part of the job? Okay, I'm going to have to like that. I'm going to have to get used to it. It may may not be my favorite thing, but I'm going to have to do that. Serving is an expression of love. So show your faith and love by serving. Let's go to Exodus 23, 25. This is in the English Standard Version. Look at what the Lord said to his people in Exodus. You shall serve the Lord your God. Say, how do I serve God? Oh, I just say I'm a Christian. That's how I serve God. No, your whole life is an act of faith. You serve God, you serve others, and he will bless your bread and your water. And look what he goes on to say, and I will take sickness away from among you. Wow, by serving God, he will even bless the food that you eat. He will make you healthy and healed if you'll serve. Let's go to Galatians 5, 6. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. And this circumcision here is being used as fulfilling the law. What the apostle goes on to say is what is important is faith expressing itself in love. Say, no, I, I'm full of faith, but I hate him. No. Like Despicable Me, huh? Another dispi- What did he say in that movie? I hate that guy. No. Uh-uh. Faith is expressed in love. Let's read that whole verse again. Galatians 5, 6. When we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself in love let's go to James 1 3 for you know that when your faith is tested your endurance has a chance to grow one one translation says patience you want to get your faith tested start serving it'll test your faith I'm telling you because it ain't all going to work out just perfect you know why because there's other humans involved Humans are imperfect. We live in a fallen world. Even other believers. I'm going to do stuff. You get close enough to me. You say, man, I like Pastor Matty's cool, but I'm going to do stuff that, in a way that you would not do it. I may do stuff in a way you would not like. I'm sure there's things I say on a Sunday morning that people are like, I wouldn't have said it that way. Well, God has entrusted me with a microphone, so I'm going to say it that way. And if it's wrong or I'm off, he can deal with me. But if I'm speaking his word, this is how I've been called to serve. And God is using the human edge, even if it's irritating sometimes. You want to find out about your faith? Start serving. He man, where is my faith? Show up and serve. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Faith can be tested in many ways, and one of the ways it can be tested is by serving. How you act, how you respond to criticism, constructive criticism, how you respond to others, where you're walking in love with people. So just the three points today. They're not all just linear points, but there are three points I really want you to get within you. Listen to this message again, if you can, on SoundCloud or on the podcast or on the live stream. It's on Facebook Live or on YouTube. Number one, Jesus served. Your greatest purpose is to serve, I believe. Jesus served. Number two, growth and change, they're virtually impossible without serving. And number three, serving is loving. Serving. Is loving. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes today? Let's pray together as a family, the family of God. If God was working on you today, praise God. He was working on me today as I spoke. He does every, every week when I see you on a Sunday or a Wednesday or at my men's Bible study. Whatever I'm doing, when I minister the word, God is dealing with me as well. He's sharpening me as well. Remember, God's word is a two-edged sword. It cuts both ways. It cuts going and coming. God's word is a two-edged sword. So if I'm going to be a man of God, I'm going to walk as a man of God, I have to realize the word's cutting me too, not just the people I speak to. God's word is dealing with me, and I pray it deals with you today in a great way. Is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I have never publicly confessed my faith in Jesus. I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Would you raise your hand today if you've never accepted Jesus or made him the Lord of your life? And I'm going to pray with you, and pray for you. All right. Everyone in here has accepted the Lord. This is for those on the live stream as well. Would everyone just bow your heads and close your eyes and pray with me today. Repeat this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, say, Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. Say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And he is my Savior and my Redeemer. Say, there's only one way to get to heaven, and that's through Jesus. And say, I believe he died and rose again for me, to save me and set me free so I could serve. Say, I believe. Say, Lord, I'm so sorry for my sin. Cleanse me in Jesus' name. I want everybody to look. Eyes open, heads up, if you would. Go ahead and stand to your feet. If God spoke something to you today, I want you to raise your hand and I'm going to pray for you. God was dealing with me about some stuff today. It wasn't just you. So let's pray together. Do you have a prayer?
0: Go ahead. I just want to add something to what Pastor Matt was saying this morning before we pray. Um, it was funny, I was back there jotting something down about how serving is showing love, and then Pastor Matt said that in one of his points, and I just want you to remember, church, that when you serve someone, you're placing value on that person, and so it's you saying, you're valuable to me, you're valuable to God, you matter, and you mean something, and so I'm going to show you that love and that value by humbly serving you, and then the Lord spoke to me and said, when people serve the church— They're serving me, but it's because they're placing value and loving my church. And the Bible says that the church is his body. And if we love his church, that doesn't just mean Kingsgate the building. It means the people that are here. It means the children that are back there that need to be served. It means the people who are walking through the door and need to be greeted. When we pick up a piece of trash that's in the parking lot and no one really saw you pick that up and throw it away, you are placing value on God's church. And so just remember, it's not, I know that today was convicting, and it should be. We should be convicted and shaken and awakened by the word of God. But remember, when we show love, it's our act of, uh, when we we serve, it's our act of love. And honestly, when we intentionally serve, we're intentionally humbling ourselves to say, you matter to me, and I might not feel like cooking you breakfast this morning. (laughs) He talked about me cooking. I don't always want to do that. But I love this man so much that it's an overflow of my love to him to make sure. It's simple. This guy, he's so easy. He's not picky. So I'm like, what do you want for breakfast? And I cook him a little small breakfast. It didn't take me hours to do that. But he walks away feeling valued and loved. When he makes my vitamins for me at night and gives them to me before I go to bed, I go to bed feeling like he loved me and cared. And that's something so simple and so small. Why not? Why not serve more? Why not love more? I feel like we should be the church that has a reputation, that we serve each other so much that we all just feel so loved and so valued and we, can't, we just can't get over how valued we feel because we're constantly serving each other. Serve and be served. Serve and be served. Serve and be served. All day, every day, all week, every week, every Sunday. Serve and be served. Because we value God, we value his people, we value his church. Amen? Amen. Thank you, baby. Thank you for this word this morning. It was amazing.
1: You're welcome. Go ahead and raise your hands. Let's pray together. I believe God spoke to you today as he spoke to me. He spoke to me in the preparation of this. He spoke to me um, this morning before church again. And he spoke to me as I gave the word today. So this was for all of us. Father, we thank you. And we receive, we as your people, we receive your word gladly. You said in your word that at one point you were upset with the people of Israel because they did not serve you gladly. They did it with a bad attitude and a hard heart. Not us, God. Not Kingsgate Church. Not Centro Victoria. Not this house, God. Everyone in this house, this local body is part of your worldwide, international body of Christ, Father. And we will serve here, even when it seems little and small and insignificant. We will serve you. And Father, right now I pray for the family. Agree with me. I pray for the family of Paul Campos. I believe we lost him. Man, that, that was a shock to me. Ephraim, you knew him well. He was a true servant of the community. The guy loved to serve. He was involved in things. People knew him. Just a loving-hearted guy. We're going to miss Paul Campos. Let's pray for his family. Father, be with Paul Compuls's family. Use this to turn his family towards you like never before. I pray that they would not blame you, but they would turn to you. And Lord God, we can't pray for Paul anymore. He's crossed over to the next life. I can't pray for him. That's not scriptural. I can't pray for him anymore. He's gone on to the next life, his eternity. But Lord God, he leaves a legacy of service to the community. I saw that. Not a lazy guy at all. He was a, he was a service man. He loved to serve. Well known because he served the community. God, I pray for those who loved him, his children, I believe grandchildren, I'm sure, and the friends that had this affected God, I pray for Ephraim and Joe, who lost a friend, God, the blood of Jesus over them, and all the other countless friends that Paul had, God. We hate to see it happen. It's part of life, and it was too soon, but we're going to trust you in the journey regardless, God. And, Lord, as I go on, I pray for everyone in this house and those they represent. Give us a revelation of truly serving you, and not just serving you with our mouths, but serving you with our actions. We thank you for today. In Jesus' name, somebody said,